Guitars World of Gaelic Games. Hello and welcome to the TC Tires World of Gaelic Games on Monday the 22nd of June. I hope I find you in good form. Thanks to Frank Tynan for an excellent edition of Kilkenny today. Great show as always by Frank. On the weekend, which saw Kilkenny Camogie team crowned league champions? We'll be looking back on the game with Pierre O'Deary, Philanigan and the guys in the studio here as well. We'll also be looking ahead to the Hurland Championship which kicks off this weekend with some interesting games to look forward to. I'll also be getting an update from Leinster Handball Chairman Martin Lawler on the date of return to play for all handballers out there. Um, as always, I'm joined in the studio by Pat Tracy, Nicky Brennan and Kieran Muldowney. Good evening, lads. Hello, Kieran. Good evening, Kieran. Uh, I suppose there was only one place to start, lads. Uh, another excellent win for our Camogie team. Yeah, it was really. Uh, down to uh, serious work rate in the second half. We uh, we were sluggish in the first half. But the gallery about it is, I just said he probably came in there, that over the whole game, the Galway forward scored four points from play. Carrie Dolan got two and the others were scored by uh, one of the McGrath, two McGraths, I think. And at the end of the day, that doesn't win the matches. That's the bottom line. Kilkenny, on the other hand, once they went in at half-time and regrouped, the one five without reply in the first ten minutes, and uh, that now it didn't win the game at that stage, because they, the, the goal, the, actually the Galway goal attack came against the run of play. Now, did, it, was, yeah. it, it was an error. No, I know you said to me it could have been a free out, but I couldn't see it where I was. But it was it was an error on the part of Kilkenny really, and uh, just when it looked like Galway were, were kind of catching them again, Kilkenny put the boat to the floor and, and pushed on with a great step to Cheryl Point, uh, Denise Free, and then. Um, Aoife Doyle got another point so it was uh, it was good the way they finished there's no doubt about it younger players making progress um, look we'll, we'll welcome Clare Feeling back to the defence at the same time uh, good to see Katie Power back um, obviously clearly to be fair to her she probably has a lot to do in, and, and why wouldn't she I wouldn't that's not a criticism that's just the reality of it but it'll give her a bit of confidence to have that um, time but look Galway Galway certainly were impressive in the middle of the field there are two players Eva Donoghue was going into the full forward line staying there for a while then going back out and winning the ball and coming back in again but Stephanie Eve Kilkenny was that there was a lot of mobility in that team there but look Brian Dowland and his mentors made some made some big calls yesterday and uh, not for the first time they they made the right call so look a great win a strange time to be playing a match at uh, but it was uh, you know it had a I don't know how many was there it might have been if there was a thousand there it was the outside of it I'd say but I imagine there was probably a decent TV audience watching it yeah absolutely um Pat, Brian, not afraid to make the, the big changes again when needed. Yeah, um, the 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 mid um, a few changes and you know the defence was under pressure. They weren't uh, they were willing enough to um, to uh, make those uh, changes um, in uh, you know when the the game was in the melting pot. Um, I think from a Kilkenny point of view, I think the. Um, the defence was outstanding. Four of them picked up yellow cards, all right, at different times. But the amount of pressure they were under in the first half was was uh, serious. And uh, but the second half, the big difference was the Kilkenny forwards were shown for it. And I think nothing showed that more than the Kilkenny goal. And uh, you know, Aoife Doyle, I mean, she has some pace. Unbelievable, and, yeah, 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 fierce pace altogether. So, um, I. I uh, you know, I think it was a, a great win for Kilkenny. It'll bring him on a ton, bring it on those and the self-belief it, it, it engenders. Now, the big thing, if you like, facing Kilkenny is that um, they've lost Anna Farrell 
and they've lost um, and Dalton. Dalton and the two of those are in the middle third of the field so that's that's where the the you know the the if you like the gap is from last year and that's um, who who they just need a maybe a, 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 an experienced player out there whoever it will be I don't know yeah it'll be interesting to see yeah. but look to to get that win say for the younger players coming through as well Kieran was massive and look I thought Mary O'Connell had an exceptional game as centre forward yeah I was very impressed by what would be deemed the newer the fairly new players on the panel you know a few years ago uh, the changes since then you know the likes of Michelle Tini for Prendergast Neve Dealey Mary O'Connell Michaela Keneally the entire full forward line really they're relatively new players I love the way Mary plays as a centre forward she kind of loops around all the time and as always seems to be on the end of things to get a score good centre forward I have to say Michaela Keneally did some really really good things Katie Nolan was always dangerous and you're right about Eva Dial Pat her pace is brilliant and and she kind of seized a moment there there was a handy point on and nobody mm. would have said a word if she took it but you know she, she grasped it a goal was going to be a big score and, and she went in and hung it up in the net you know and then you know at the other end I thought the full back line were quite good as you say Pat they were under pressure Colette as always was very you know very very strong she's she's really solid in the backs whether it's corner back or full back and uh, Davina started off very very well and the subs then made a very good impression the girl from Gorn um, Steffi Fitzgerald she, she did really well when she came on and as did Miriam Bambrick and uh, Laura Murphy from Lachlan's as well so yeah. all you can ask is when you bring on subs is that they will contribute you mm-hmm. know and, and if you have that situation well then okay you start with 15 but if something if somebody you know loses their energy levels or is maybe not having a great game well you can just turn around and get somebody else and off you go and it's the same thing and that's a great great position to be in Nicky's right Claire Feeling will come back into the team there's no question and will add to it as well it was great to see Katie Power get some game time she's had she's had about four persons injuries I'd say over the last 12 months or more so it was great to see her back Rusty is an old nail but brilliant to be back on the field and she will add to that panel as well but it was um, you know the way the golfers call Saturday the moving day isn't it mm-hmm. well the third quarter Kilkenny really moved uh, was it one five or one six one five it? It yeah, play, yeah. Uh, that's good going now that is a really good going and a good response to what was a difficult first half and it played well and took out a great win and well done to them yeah absolutely and I think part of his score summed up the Kilkenny performance it was that Steffi Fitzgerald sure. uh, score where Davina Tobin was probably start five yards behind her marker and got the vital flick in down to Mary O'Connell she turned drove it down and Steffi yeah. Fitzgerald caught it over the bar I thought it was an exceptional oh, score it was a fabulous score I just talked about Laura Murphy uh, those coming on she caught a great ball out at yeah. the wing as yeah. well you know right. it was, uh, when, that she had no right to uh, uh, and that so that's the, that's the great thing about it, the, you know, the, as as Kieran said, the contri- the contribution of, of of the subs coming on, but uh, yeah, I I thought, and you know, Mary O'Connell, she knocked over was it two three points in the second half? Yeah, I think uh, it was three. Yeah, yeah, three in the second half, and centre back had to be was taken off. Who I thought was doing well enough in the first half, but you know, she really turned her around. But that. The way they, they lifted their game the second half, and sometimes, you know, your things mightn't be going well. It's the most difficult thing of all is to lift your game. And uh, Kilkenny, it's been a kind of a hallmark of this league for them, you know, that they've, they've dug it out in the in the last quarter when they really had to. And like I was maybe pointing out, they hadn't scored a huge amount of points in the in the league so far, particularly like we said, Dublin and against um, Limerick. Limerick, and uh, the last day against Tip, you know, but. They hit 18 points, which is 
great and the, you know there the were and maybe there were a few others just went wide in that at uh, different times but um, it was it was good great performance great win yes and Nikki um, Miriam Bambrick had a huge huge contribution as well when she came on yeah absolutely she did and she's been playing well and you know she's close enough to the team yeah now, she probably uh, disappointed I suppose probably would be which is a good way to be and ironically now somebody might might tell us this one and actually if, uh, if uh, Lannigan might be able to tell us but a Laura Bambrick who must be related to her is living up now and was playing for Cavan in the National Camogie League final whatever division that was and won yesterday so we might ask you for that if it was a, is she a sister or a cousin of uh, Miriam's but Miriam was, was, was good when she came on and uh, look I, I, I think the management are showing faith in these younger players and they mightn't always start and they mightn't all they know there might be bit parts they're playing mm. but God, when they're coming on as you want your subs to do they're doing a job yeah absolutely and, uh, but look we, d- d- he know Brian knows that when it comes to the championship if you are not taking if you are under a bit of pressure in the first half as he was you know there's no guarantee he'll just turn it around at half time he was worried that they'd try and they would kind of go to the end like the last 5-10 minutes as they did against Limerick and uh, most certainly against Tipperary and he didn't want that to happen so they, they pressed the buttons earlier and, uh, and, and pushed on look a good win and uh, anytime you're winning in Croke Park you're giving your players uh, plenty of experience and confidence and that's the and they have, we should say, they have Galway in the in the in their group now in the championship, and probably a fair chance it'll uh, it'll be um, they'll play the first match. Now I think the last time they played in the championship in the same group, I think Kilkenny travelled to Galway to play that game. They did, yeah. Uh, <coughs> I think it, it was about two three years ago. Yeah. And uh, so there's a fair chance that, that the, the game will be at home here now, and that the home games are played down in uh, Callan. So that'll be a, that'll be one to look forward to. Yeah, Kieran, um Aoife Dial's goal was brilliant and I suppose we, we saw that potential in last year's all Ireland final but whatever way she strikes it, she kind of, she's aiming crossbar height, isn't she? It's either going to go under or over, you know? She Yeah, well, it was the first thing that struck me mind when she scored the goal last night was the two that got away from her in the final last year. I think she got player in the match in the final last year, didn't she? Yeah, she and, did, yeah. Uh, she scored four points. Now, that could have handy been 2-2, yeah. two, two, you know, and uh, she would probably kill herself, I'd say, if if she ha- if we had to be beaten by a couple of points, you know? But in fairness to her, that ball yesterday, that was only going one place and that was the back of the net and it went there at speed and it, it, it like I said earlier, you know, it was a very, it was a courageous goal because she could have tapped that ball over the bar and nobody would have said a word of a good point at the time. But no, she took it right in and hung it up and brilliant goal. Yeah, and Pat, our own stopper, Ethan Norris, had a great game again, a crucial save. Yeah, she made uh, a couple of good saves and her puckouts were, were quite good as well. So, uh, you know, that she, uh, and she came off her line awful well, you yeah, know. Yeah, she sprinted off at the right time, speed, didn't she? Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Because uh, I'm always talking about that, about goalkeepers. I can never understand why they'd stand on the line and give the la- whoever's coming in, taking the shot, all the options. Come out and make them make up their mind, you know. Yeah, exactly, uh, yeah. Okay, you mightn't stop it, but at least... You might clean him over or something. Yeah. <laughs> Talk him to chase on you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Um, yeah, and look, last year, I know we, were, we spoke a number of times here and on all the shows. I thought she was in fierce hard luck for the All-Star. I know it's too early to be talking, but like that's the class of keeper she is. Yeah, yeah, that's right, Jim. You know, mm-hmm. but she can't be too bad if she's keeping Emma Cavan out of the goal. You know that's what I mean? True, like yeah, she is yeah. a good goalkeeper, yeah. very good. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, after the match, Nikki caught up with Brian Dowling, Colette Dormer, Mary O'Connell, and Megan Farr. TC Tars World of Gaelic Games.
Brian, this team has shown how tremendous heart they have and once again they showed it. Now, the start of the second half was probably when that game was won. Yeah, look, we came out of traps big time in the second half, I suppose. The first half, and, you know, it was a bit sluggish. It wasn't, we didn't really hit the ground running, you know. Um, a bit disappointed with our first half performance. But look, we asked the girls to up it in the second half and in fairness, we, we did that, you know. We didn't do it against Tip and Limerick the last two weeks, so it was important not to be waiting until 45, 50 minutes to hit the, you know, to start hurling because against Galway, that, you just won't win, you know. And so, just delighted that we, we you know, we really put the metal to, to, to Galway in the second half and I suppose Ifedai's goal was crucial as well you know and we need big go- need goals in, in big games and you know we're starting to do that now which is a great sign Well given the way the first half went I mean to see where we started in the second half and the way we put on 1-5 without reply you must have been thrilled about that Yeah delighted look and you know I suppose people have been already writing this team off after two league games you know I'll first to say like I was disappointed with our performances the last two weeks but at the end of the day it was, there were league games and you know we actually haven't done a huge amount of fitness work we're, you know we want these girls peaking for the summer that's our plan and you know but I think the last two games really brought the girls on a ton and you know it's a long time since these girls have lost the game it was March of the previous year and you know when you win games it gives you confidence and you know that's what's there now whereas maybe two years ago after losing all Ireland the doubts are in your head whereas now you know we're winning these tight games and you know that's that's a great sign and it, that's great to have at the back of your mind but look we just have to stay hurling stay improving you know the threat of Neve uh, Donahue and Neve Kilkenny running at you from uh, centre field you did get to grips with it but it was a constant threat ah yeah look they're super players like you know you, you can't keep them quiet for the whole game and you know you're, I suppose then you keep two of them quiet you have Siobhan McGrath and Ailish O'Reilly to deal with so look I thought our backs did well you know maybe they got in a bit soft for the goal I would have liked to you know a bit more cover there but look it's very hard to stop some of them goblet players they're excellent and I suppose our forwards kind of up the work rate in the second half and that made our backs jobs a bit easier then Getting a little bit of game time into Katie Power was great, not just for getting on the field, but for her own state, given how much she missed, that gets her into the right mood now from the Championship. Oh yeah, look, that was, uh, I suppose, we, we had planned to wait until the Championship, but um, Katie played a challenge game with the Intermediates last Sunday after the game against Tip and, you know, was flying it for half an hour, did very well on Tuesday night, so we just said whatever way the game was going, if we're up by 10, down by 10, down by a point, we were going to get Katie in for 10 minutes, 15 minutes, and, that. and you know, she did well and she came in as well, and just for her own peace of mind, you know, that girl has been through pure heart break the last two years I don't think people realise you know she was told to retire from camogie with her finger and she ignored that and got an operation done and that didn't go well and then she had a second operation and then obviously the knee injury last year so look she lives for camogie and you know we need Katie Power back you know you, you can't lose the likes of Anna Farrell and all this kind of calibre of players without, and, and Katie Power as well so but look again I've said it the last few weeks our subs have made a huge difference in games you know Stephanie Fitzgerald came in had a huge energy you know Lauren Murphy as well Marion Bambrick you know and that's that's the kind of difference this year really the girls are really really coming in and you know they're disappointed in not starting, but they're they're pushing it on. You know, it's great. Having to play today with again without Claire Field, now you had to, you couldn't take a chance on Claire for the championship, but that'll give you more confidence. She's a strong player to come in, and she'll be hopefully okay for the championship. Yeah, look, Claire's a huge loss. She's a leader. You know, she's all started the last two years, so any time you go out with Claire Field, it's a loss. But look again, that was someone else's chance, and that's again that's what the league is about. We're not risking players. To be honest, if it was not Ireland final today, we probably would have took the chance with Claire. But look, we're not going to take that chance, and um, we want her fit for championship. You know, we've Galway again, and Claire and Westmead, so you know we want to have everyone available for them games. And finally. Brian, yes, you've just said it. You're going to have Galway again in not in the very near future in the championship. So you're getting to want to know one another so well at this stage. Yeah, so I think it was this is the fourth uh, national final in the last two years. So uh, we'll be sick of each other by the end of the year. But um, look, again, that'll be another. We'll worry about that maybe in a couple of weeks. But look, that's going to be another tough game. We don't even know whether it's home or away. So, but look, it's something to look forward to. Thanks, Brian.
Colette Armour, a star as always here in Croke Park. You love playing at this venue. I know we've had some disappointments, Colette, but today was a good day. Today was a great day, night, yeah. You don't get, uh, you never get uh, upset too many times here when you come up and win and bring cups home. It's, it's something to cherish. Exactly, yeah. Oh, it's just great to get out in Crow Park and to perform. It's just brilliant. Yeah, well, you, you must have been nervous watching the last game from the sideline. You had a little bit of a hand injury. I suspect you're not a good uh, spectator. I'm not, no. It's not great sitting on the sideline and watching the girls having to do it. But, jeez, uh, they pulled it out of the bag last weekend and gave us a chance to come back uh, to Crow Park this weekend. It was brilliant. I know strange playing it so late on a Sunday night but when you go home at the Cup the start of the second half as I said to all of the players there's something really happened in the dressing room at half time because you came out of the traps flying it and what did you put 1-3 in the board without reply that, that was the turning point of the game That's it yeah um, like the girls just came out and absolutely won every position the half hours midfields were just fantastic full forwards were turning over ball winning ball they shouldn't have won and that's what you want like when you're in the back and you see that happening it drives everybody on and uh, it's just brilliant like Brian just ask everybody to show, like drive it on and show a bit of character and like you know with this team in the last few matches like we don't have subs anymore we have finishers so you knew like you had a few minutes to drive it on and uh, someone was going to come on and finish it for us Well, Mary, a, a league title coming after the All-Ireland title, you must be delighted. You're, you're really flying it there in the half-hour line and centre half-hour now, making it your own position. Ah, yeah, I suppose um, last year I was in on the full forward line and they're trying new things out and I suppose I went out in the wing for the start of the league and I'm enjoying it out there. There's a bit more freedom, so uh, yeah, anywhere on the starting 15 is good now. Yeah, Galway in the first half probably had the better of the exchanges, went in a few points ahead, probably deserved it, but uh, the game was probably won in the first 10 minutes of the second half. Yeah, look, we just reset at half-time. There was huge hunger there. You know, there was a lot up for stake. There was silverware up in Croke Park. We were always going to come out and give a fight. And lucky enough, we got a few scores in the first 10 minutes and pushed on from there. Yeah, there's great battling in this team. There's great heart. You were fighting for every ball. Even at the end when Galway were pushing forward to get a, to get an, an equaliser or get ahead, the defence held out so well and you were winning ball up in attack. There's great heart in this team. Yeah, it's, it's unbelievable. And it's, to be honest, it's incredible to be involved in, in, such, in such a team where there's huge heart and huge character. I suppose there's girls that have been playing for a few years now and have a few losses behind them and they push things on on days like today and you know that's that's where it comes from and our backs are unbelievable and it's just up to the forwards and to push on like the backs I suppose Thanks Mary Megan, a brilliant win there today and a great effort from the team. It was, yeah. Jeez, uh, when we're under pressure, we're always able to dig it out of the bag and we did it again today. So at the start of the second half, what did Brian say at halftime? Because you, you really came out of the traps great there. So he just kind of told us to drive it on and look, all the girls came together at halftime like we always do and we came out fighting then in the second half. And uh, you know Galway so well now. I mean, you're going to be playing them again at the championship. Um, there's nothing between these two teams. No, exactly. Galway always put it up to us and it's always a great game when we play him it's always a great game of hurling and you love to see it going up the steps and getting another cup now after the All-Ireland uh, you, you, you can never get tired of that no you can't you can never get tired of being in Crow Park in uh, any day any time of the year so hopefully we'll be back here now in September thanks indeed Megan TC Tars World of Gaelic Games and welcome back at 1827 we're delighted to be joined by Aoife Lanigan good evening Aoife Good evening, Kieran. How are you? Good, thanks, Eva. Um, Eva, absolutely fantastic win last night up in Craw Park. Uh, what was it like to be up there? Uh, fantastic. Uh, you know, we were there in December for the All Ireland team, and to be back there last night and to see the supporters, it was fantastic. And 
and Kev talking to the girls after the match what was it like to be on the pitch with the supporters there and to even hear them shout the, the roar especially when it was so tight and, and level at near the end and then when we got the three winning points to hear the, the atmosphere it was electric and the performance to back it up then as well Aoife well, the second half performance, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the first half, it was a bit sluggish, but uh, we kept it, kept it tight that we didn't let Galway go too far ahead. Um, I know they didn't get the goals, I know it was 9 6 at half time, but Sunday um, Pint coming up to half time was Eva Dial's uh, last minute pint there over over the, the Cusick stand at a very tight angle. Like, it can nearly like her tight angle one that she scored in the All Ireland for the Hogan stand last year. So, uh, yeah fantastic in the end yeah and we were just talking before Aoife just the, the strength of the panel is really shining through it is shining very true this year yeah um, a lot of the girls that come on as we always say that it's not 15 that start it's more like the 15 that finish um, some days you, you, you might finish with the same 15 but some days that you bring on the other players and it stood out yesterday and now one standout was to see the great uh, Katie Powerback after having the year she had last year between her two, three uh, surgeries on her finger, then that sort of get back to county training in October and then to do a knee. And out with that, and now to get back to see that was great. Uh, she was, she went to score, but she hustled, she hustled, and she knocked balls off, off the goalies, the hurls and whatever, and it was great to see Laura Murphy. There's a video going around today, um, Ethan Norris uh, taking a free from defence, and Laura jumping up, the hurler can do it. Laura to see it like if she was on still the, the height she jumped off the ground Steffi Fitz with her fantastic find over yeah. the music stand as well they were immense who came on and the girls that started as well yeah and we were just saying as well uh, Eve Miriam Bambrick played, had a big part to play as well just kind of gave that option for players coming out with the ball as well and closed down the Galway opposition as well yeah it was unfortunate that Miriam didn't start, start um, yesterday but uh, it's great to see that she did when she did come on that she had even happened and made sure that she was Going to say that right, well, I mightn't have started, but I'm going to put myself that way. I might get a chance to get back onto the team uh, for championship. Yeah, but oh, a lot of them, Harry and Hassels, and like a lot of them would have said again, um, like they did in the All Ireland last year, the great midfield that, that Galway have, Neve um, Kenny and Aoife Dunhill, the speed that they have, but a lot of the defence didn't allow, allow it out. And the great Davina again, kind of Harry and Hassel and all the girls. Yeah. Sure they weren't going near the goal. No, absolutely. And um, if we just have a text in um, from Wales Cabinet here, he's just wondering when is the first match for Kilkenny in the Championship or has the fixture been made? Uh, it is starting the 17th of July. We don't know who we're playing yet. Um, the fixtures will probably, dates and venues will be probably sorted out this week now with league finished. So let people know where they're starting. <laughs> Yeah, it won't be too far away either, so no. we'll, we'll look forward to that. Um, then just, if I know the weekend was busy as well for the under-16s, had a great win down in Bunk Lodi. They did, yes. A fantastic win against Wexford, 6-11 uh, six, six, to 1-4. Um, great, to, great to see him. I could see him the last few weeks, like when, when we started out with the under-16s, like you're saying, like you can't meet him, you can't train him, so we were doing Zoom calls and whatever with him, and with the management and coaches of Adrian Owen and Seamus Kelly, and the rest of that, they've put in a great thing with him. When we started first, we had 135 players, and to bring that down to 37 was, wasn't was an easy task, but we have had a great panel, and and our performance there just uh, was uh, the great Eddie Kerr's da uh, granddaughter, um, Eva Kerr-Murta 
um, scoring three fantastic goals. So, and then Adrian Nona's daughter, uh, Lauren, scored, like hitting in goals and points as well, and Rachel Bell in front of Burroughs. So, uh, yeah, they a great, fantastic performance. But with a great performance, we were unfortunate that we have two serious injuries. Um, I'd like to, on behalf of the management, I'd like to wish both girls, um, Laura Phelan, and especially Eva um, Summers, who actually has a broken finger, who needs surgery on Wednesday to get a pin inserted. So hopefully, uh, all going well with everything in there. We've got two in the future. And it's, it's disappointing if I suppose after waiting so long to, to get back to have a few games and then to pick up injuries like that it's very disappointing for the players it, it would be very disappointing yeah I, I just that Laura is just like two more slaps to the hurls yesterday but um, just hoping Laura is just that well and when it goes down that it won't be too serious but then the main one is is, uh, is Ava Summer that uh, she has gone for saying that the pain will be in for two two months and she's gone so we'll be finished by the middle, middle of July anyway so Hopefully she'll continue playing Camogie and it won't put her off playing Camogie yeah, and throw it into her hopefully. later in the, in the club and uh, into older age groups. No, hopefully not. And look, we, especially when you get the taste for putting on the Kilkenny jersey as well, you, you'd always strive to, to kick on again. So hopefully both players will be back in the not-so-distant future. Yep. Um, and this Sunday then you're heading for Callan, Aoife, uh, to play Dublin at half-two. We're playing, Callan, uh, playing in Callan against Dublin. Yeah, yeah. Callan, uh, Dublin had a good win against Wexford already, uh, two eighteen to one four as well. Um, they're a strong, strong Dublin team. Um, looking at some of the some of the videos that they posted up or and kind of look, reading their match report, they seem to be a, a very strong team. But I can think looking at all our guys and we've been training and hearing from the lads yesterday that we should be well able for them. Like if like we're, we've trained on Wednesday now on Friday night as well too. Kind of get an extra score on to us again, and then it's out on on Sunday. And and like if we do win on Sunday, we do top the group. But the only thing is, it's something like with um, with seniors, where with the lead, we're not guaranteed straight into a semi final. Uh, that we could end up being in the quarterfinal. There will be kind of a draw. Okay. So even if you top your group, it could still be a, a draw to get you into the quarterfinal. But uh, looking at the other side, um, sides of the draws. It's, Galway and Cork seem to be the two strong sides on, on top there they're playing very well but again again you don't know on the day who, what way we're going but scoring 6-11 six, six, yesterday was an exceptional for your first, day, first match out Exactly yes and you'd, you'd be hoping that the girls will improve for that um, If it, that's brilliant thanks very much and congratulations obviously to the to the seniors on a fantastic win and look, keeping everyone at home entertained as well and the lucky people that got to go as well and uh, yep. best, best of luck to you on Sunday in the under 16 and no doubt we'll, we'll catch up with you next Monday night and hopefully we'll be talking about another Kilkenny victory hopefully thanks so much Kieran. that's brilliant Aoife thanks a million and that was Aoife Lanigan the PRO of the year we have a text in from Paddy the Dub Kelly uh, goalkeepers have evolved Camogie is being important members of the team like conductors of the orchestra they can speed up or slow down the tempo of the game Aoife made two great saves which were dead cert goals and helped Kenny push on for for the victory and uh, absolutely Paddy two fantastic saves and uh, the one at the end especially when Kenny were, were, were up their backs were against the wall it, was, it definitely proved crucial um, and thanks for texting us in Paddy it's great to hear from you um, Kieran, looking ahead to the weekend uh, Leash and Wexford in Norland Park 6pm on Saturday how do you see that one going? 
Uh, it's hard to look past the Wexford win, Kieran. Uh, there'll be strong favourites going into that game, and rightly so. Uh, they Wexford have a few question marks over them. Uh, I think they were doing a little bit of tricking in the league, if the truth be told. Uh, so it's not always that easy to switch, you know, to switch on from from being a, a little bit casual in the league. But there's no question that there'll be a tough opponent for us in a couple of weeks' time. And look, Leash will give it everything on Saturday. Just unfortunately, I don't think they'll be quite good enough to beat Leash or to beat Wexford. And uh, I, I would fancy Wexford to come through that game. Yeah, and earlier in the league, you're on both teams met down in Wexford Park. I know you watched that one closely. Um, Wexford ran away, got a couple of goals at the end, but they were always really in control, were they? They were, yeah. They, I think they scored 2-2 in injury time, which made the final margin about 18 or 19 points. So, realistically, you know, if you just took it square on, you'd say that Wexford are about 10 points better than Leash. Um, and... I would think that that'll be somewhere in around the result on Saturday. That game was a difficult game uh, down in Wexford Park. It was their, both teams' first match, obviously, and the conditions were poor. It was a tough going down yeah, there. Bad wind. And it, yeah, bad wind, and as there always is in Wexford. And it took a, it took a while for both teams to get going. Uh, Leash's problem throughout this campaign has been the number of wides that they've shot. They've actually played some really good stuff. They caused us a bit of trouble in the second half in the game in Nolan Park as well. But at the same time, you always felt Kilkenny were going to win it, and Kilkenny were short a good few of what will be our starting 15 at the end of that game so you know I would love to see Leash win they'll give it everything as, as any team that Cheddar trains does but unfortunately I just can't see how, how they'll beat Wexford I, I'd fancy Wexford there Yep and uh, Nicky you were in the park last year for Kilken- or for Leash and Clare um, and Leash gave a great account to themselves Oh yeah Oh yeah I suppose it showed that they were unfortunate that Eddie Brennan didn't stay because I think he had momentum at that stage and I think more important is he had the players very much on his side they were very much clued into him and um, you know it's, 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 they're not the same team look at he's, Jenner has got a few players back now but they haven't had an awful lot of hurling so he will be they will be stronger because of that there's no question there's no question about it and um, but I agree with Kiran. I, I think Wexford are floating around a little bit but you know you're st- I'm still not sure about Wexford to tell you yeah. to this stage but anything but a Kilkenny Wexford Leinster semi-final will be a big surprise to me Pat uh, Wexford will be going out with a Macho Hanlon he's suspended and I know Rory O'Connor went off the last day with an injury against Antrim but um, I, I'm not sure will he be fit I presume he, he is it was probably just a precaution that they took him off but it's hard to know like will Wexford be able to turn it on in, in the space of three weeks yeah uh, I suppose at times Wexford, you know, played well enough in in games, and then they seemed to be reeled back in. You know, say just even against Antrim, you know, started off well, seemed to be well in control, but didn't hold the the control of the game. That those are the worrying things I think for Wexford. Um, the you know whether against Leash they can play, they should be able to play a more expansive game. What I'd be interested in is see who's playing full forward mm. and uh, I have a feeling they're going to have either McDonald or Chin or whoever. Could be Mikey Dwyer even. Could yeah, there. you know that there's going to be a target man in there the whole time. I think that's, that's uh, they've done it a bit through the league but uh, they maybe they, hadn't, they haven't done it for all the game but uh, um it's uh, it's hard to know at Wexford and uh, I don't know where they're accommodating Davy in Nolan Park will it be up in the Crow's Nest or where will it be McGuinness is shot <laughs> <laughs> given that he's suspended <laughs> where, where, whether that'll affect it or not but uh, um, yeah you'd, you'd, it's hard to look past Wexford winning it anyway you know although I think Leash have a decent record against Wexford traditionally but 
you'd, you'd still see Wexford winning it. Um, Kieran, just as Pat said there, um, where the player Lee Chin will be a big thing, but like if you're saying Matthew Hanlon's suspended, Paddy Forley's not there, like that's taking a lot of size out of half back lane. Mm-hmm. It, it is taking a lot of size out of their half back lane and they've struggled and they've alternated between playing sweepers and not playing them they will play against us certainly they will play a sweeper they'll probably play it against Leash as well and they used to do a kind of a thing where they'd put the sweeper on one side for the puckouts and kind of force you to puck it down on top of the big lad at the far side which is what they wanted but they're short a couple of those big lads now you know so there will be a little bit of rearranging I suppose the likes of Joe O'Connor will come in you know from the team that we would have known in the past mm. you know uh Look, that they'll have they'll have a good team. There's no question, but you could do with those lads. Certainly, Foley's a big loss. You know, he's a very very good hurler, but he's gone for the year, so there's no point in talking about him. Yeah. But uh, they'll you know look, they'll still be very strong. But you're right, Matthew Hanlon and Foley will be a loss definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Look, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. We'll take our second commercial break. James, after the break, where we'll be talking to Martin Lawler. Tars World of Gaelic Games. And welcome back. We're delighted to be joined on the line by Martin Lawler. Good evening, Martin. Good evening, Sharon. Uh Martin, some good news, I suppose, for handballers coming up in the next couple of weeks. Um, obviously, individual uh, training could return, and was it training f- with a coach as well for juveniles from the f- the fourth of June? Was it, Martin? That's correct, Kieran. Yeah, and we're hopeful from the fifth of July. Now there'll be more. Um, Good news as regards getting back to play. We're hoping that we'll get the, the go-ahead to go play indoors again. Um, singles only. I know there's some talk about doubles, but it's more so uh, training, I think. Now, I think that uh, sort of has to be um, confirmed what is really meant with that. But at the moment, we're just concerned with, with, with getting back playing in a singles capacity. And we'd be hoping that we get to go-ahead in early July, around the 50th of July, and that um, that would help us have some championships at both county and provincial level um, towards the end of the month. So since uh, early June, we've been able to play outdoors. And I know there's uh, entries after being taken for the, the county one wall, yeah. which are they really have grown over the last number of years, regardless of the of the COVID down in Wine Gap. So they've been a great success for us within the county here and. Obviously, this year with with very little handball going on, they will hope like hopefully they will attract a, like a good entry in all the grades. Yeah, absolutely, uh, Martin. And look, we, we were the last time we had John as well. We were saying that there's a lot of players didn't have competitive action for probably what 14, 15 months now at this stage. 14, 15 months, yeah. Um, we were very unfortunate here on because the lockdown happened on the fifteenth of March and the following weekend. We were due to have our uh, annual All Ireland Festival of Handball Finals in the in the the four wall courts, the forty by twenty courts. So they were all scheduled for the weekend of the the twenty first and the twenty second of March. Mm-hmm. So we were very unlucky. And all those finals are outstanding since then. And the hope would be that all outstanding um, championships, which is juveniles. In sixty by thirty, uh, juveniles in sixty by thirty, isn't it? Yes, and, juveniles sixty by thirty, yeah. and juveniles and adults in forty by twenty. They're all going to be completed by the end of this calendar year. That's the the hope. 
Yeah, and look, Martin, that fingers crossed because I think Campbell showed last year that we could operate very successfully. You know, the yeah. Leinster Championship, the county championships here were a great success, and then obviously the All Ireland minor and All Ireland seniors also ran off very well. They did, and I suppose, Darren, looking at the at the COVID and what has what has happened, you know, it has for me anyway. It certainly changed my outlook at looking at handball because, like last year. Uh, I would admit quite a number of people would have been delighted with the, the, the streaming of the games. You know, so um, that's certainly one, one thing positive that's come out of handball. And just in the last couple of months, like there's been a couple of initiatives that have been very, very successful. There's one completed. It was a, a four. It was actually over four weeks back in April. It was it was geared towards um, juvenile younger members, but I know there's something in it for everyone and. It was various, um, various things like, you know, training and diet and uh, asking questions, you know, all the, like a lot of our top players um, took part and there was international uh, flavour to it. Luke, so Luke Thompson is his name from the UK One yeah. Wall was there. He took over Twitter and, you know, asking him questions and Killian Carroll in America and then all, or Jeremy Nash, Colin Crean, uh, Shane Riley. Yeah, Katrina Casey, Ashing O'Keefe, you know, Martina McMahon. So it was an absolutely fantastic success. And certainly by handball standards, it's opened our eyes to <clears throat> what, what can be achieved. Because just at the end of it, there were some stats compiled. And the one that sticks in my mind, the only stat I can remember from it was, there were sort of something like 580,000 hits across all the forums. So I presume... You have Facebook and you have Twitter, so throw in whatever else, whether it was on TikTok or whatever forum, other forums are out there. But it just shows what can be achieved, and it was very well, um, um, it was very well planned. You know, there was competition, colouring competitions for younger kids, and designing the jersey. It was just completely innovative, something we've never had in handball before. And there was a summer series now after being launched, and it's basically trying to get people back to playing handball. And there's these mobile one mile courses. I haven't seen them, so I don't know what they're like, but I think they're going to travel to a few venues around the country and have a, a pop-up day and play handball for the day. Yeah, well, and I know they're encouraging clubs to, you know, maybe some of the GA clubs that have one wall that have them, it's easy enough laying them out for a game of handball. And so the, all, all those initiatives, have they're completely new and they may not have come about only for, for COVID. So it's a little bit of blowers now, goes, so we've got something out of it. And just while they're on... Apart from the play and where we are, because sometimes people only see what's actually happening in the court. But there was a lot of work done in the background about a new strategic plan, and you might say, here we go again, another strategic plan, you're only checking the box, and blah, blah, blah. Definitely, and every every organisation in the country has to have rules and regulations and strategic plans, and there has to be clarity, particularly with the, um, Sport Ireland and whoever else is uh, looking over being the watchdog and rightly so but there is a new strategic plan after it's ready to be launched um, and following on from the strategic plan will be the implementation of some of the ideas in it and certainly one of the ideas that's been seriously looked at will be a new format for our All-Ireland Championships that's been looked at at the moment with the intention of implementing it for the four wall championships in 2022 so that'll be something it's a whole new wave of how we play our championships 
Absolutely, Martin. Yeah, and look, um, you can't keep continuing on if things aren't attracting crowds and things like that. So hopefully it'll be a positive thing. And look, when handball gets back to play as well, that crowds will be going back to the games and it'll tie them to go back as well. Well, that's the thing. And, you know, it's um, when you have something new on the table, everyone wants to have a go at And I think there's there's certainly an appetite there now for, for something new. As I often say to people, if, if we were judged on 10 or championships, we get a, an A+. Plus. But if we were judged on how we're growing and developing our sport, um, I don't think we would do so well. And my concern would be just looking at it. Thankfully, in Kilkenny here, we're very strong and we're probably, as I said for many years, we're the standard bearers across handball. A lot of other counties look in, in awe at what we do in Kilkenny because we compete in every single competition, male, female, adult, juvenile, four walls, uh, 60 by 30, one wall, and hardball. You know, we're we're there at the core of everything. There's other counties, I would call traditional handball counties, that are maybe not doing as well as they could be doing. So there's hopefully some of these sort of new initiatives might uh, spur people to maybe get a club back up and running that was there before, because there's a lot, if you're up and down the country, there's a lot of clubs that were well-known in handball circles or they're not even open these days. You know, so handball has a lot to do to to get back like, to grow itself. I want to get back because if you get back, we're not developing. But as I would see it, handball has a lot of work to do to develop and to grow. It's, it's a continuous project, and it's um, you know if we can create something that's that's as I call sellable to people. You know that like people will come on board because I have no doubt there's a huge amount of volunteers out there who would love to be involved in handball. Who would love. Just with a bit of encouragement, there might be someone saying, "Come down to the court and train a few uh, young lads, and we get you a coach and badge." And you know, so, simple things. Because at the end of the day, as we always say, it's, it's a game for everyone. You know, for it doesn't make a difference what age you are. You no, know, so. absolutely, Martin. And look, we we look forward to to the return of it. And uh, fingers crossed that won't be too far away. Um, Martin, thanks a million for, for joining us this evening. Um, it was great to have you on and a, a new voice as well. You were after your friend of the show, but uh, fresh voice talking about handball, Martin. So, it's no bother thanks at all, Karen. You're welcome anytime. And, um, the end of the future, Karen. Yep. Yeah, we'll catch up with you again once things are up and running and see how yeah. things are going. And uh, we'll look forward to that. That's great, Sharon. Thanks very much indeed. And that yeah, was bye-bye. thanks, Martin. And that was Martin Lawler, the Leinster handball chairman. Uh, Nikki, a couple of football results from the weekend. Uh, we had um, the inter- the senior final. I was at that. Uh, pretty comprehensive from all the Four in a row, five seven to one four. They they, they won that pretty well. The um, I can't remember the actual results of the um, the junior match was out in Callan. Um, was Greg Ballycallan was it? Uh, two seven to ten points yeah, for Greg Ballycallan. Didn't have yeah. it down here yet. Yeah. I suppose goals were the key there in that one. And in the evening time, Thomastown obviously are all gung ho this year for everything, and uh, they had a good win over uh, over Glenmore in the end, uh, won by seven or eight points. I think in the end. Uh, you two, were at that two twelve to one seven. Two twelve to one seven. Yeah. yeah. Now the match in Northern Park was really over early. Mullinavat got two goals. They were always superior in terms of their big strong men can move the ball at pace. Uh, very good at passing it and finding their players and uh, look at the other folks some good goaling by own personal in the Munkine goal they could have had a couple of more scores so it was pretty one way traffic and uh, look they they look like their team is going to be around for a while if they if they want to, if they want it and I suppose the big test from now is not really the big the small but the big ball is the small ball if can they transfer it and because they've been getting they've been getting close enough but failing maybe at key stages but um, 
it's not, football's not to do with it, by the way. It's just that they, they really need to step on it now this year. Yeah. Um, Kieran, a text in just asking how are the development squads coming along? Oh, yeah, well, we had the, the second day on Saturday for the 14s, 15s, 16s and 17s and the first day for the 13s, uh, which is great. Got off to a great start in uh, four venues. We were in Gorn, Pilltown, Danesfort and Freshford. Uh, the bones of 140 young lads. I estimate about 400 youngster hurlers playing in development squads on Saturday, 40 volunteer coaches and about 12 clubs giving up their venues freely uh, I thought it was fantastic, huge numbers yeah, and great to brilliant. see it uh, with the 13s and 14s as I outlined before we're focusing on the skill levels, get those right up and razor sharp and uh, we'll work from there, look a good start, this is going to be a condensed year, there's no question it's it's only a year that'll get us out of pandemic and into next year and then we'll set fire to it then Yeah, and we look forward to that Kieran. thanks for that update for us and uh, Pat we have another text in well a lot of text in tonight but what were injured county players like Richie Hogan and Darren Mullen well I, I would have expected that um, both of them would have been on the, the panel for the Clare game uh, but obviously the, the, the injuries hadn't cleared up but um, I, I'd have a feeling that you know that uh, Darren Mullen he he should be in contention for you know a, a championship place or uh, you know on a place on the on the panel for the the um, semi final that um, you know he'll have had another three weeks. I'd say they haven't been taking any risks with any of them. And uh, Richie Hogan, you know, Richie has that ongoing thing where he can be perfect one week and then uh, uh, you know uh, either that hamstring or whatever might uh, might flare up. So it's just uh, an ongoing thing, and he manages it himself as best he can. So. Um, that's the uh, I'd say that's the way it is with him. But uh, um, you know, I, I I think the three weeks uh, preparing for the, the the championship will be vital for all those lads. Yeah. Um, mm. Another text in just that rumour two lads have left the panel. I think one says one was a former all and winning captain. I think to be clarified, we I we don't didn't hear anything yet. No, I didn't hear anything on that. No. Yeah. No. No, uh, Nicky. Uh, Park Tolshin Nevin on Saturday for Antrim and Dublin. That'd be interesting one there. Well, look, I mean, Antrim are on a bit of a high. They had a great national league. They mo- they held their held their place in Division One very comfortably. And while Dublin won the day in, in uh, Parnell Park, I, I think this will be a this will be a very competitive game now. Uh, the one in Dublin Park will be competitive too, not to be fair. But Wexford will probably win it in the end. I'd imagine maybe a little bit to spare. But the one in Nevin could be a tasty affair now, because Antrim know this is a chance to lay down a marker now. Yes, absolutely. And Pat, uh, when they met in the league, like Antrim gave them plenty in Parnell Park until the goals went in and they still fought back and put, gave a brave display. Yeah, they did. And uh, I think maybe um, Antrim might have had a little edge on most of them in, in fitness uh, in the league. And uh, their target was to stay in Division 1. Whether they kind of settle for that now or not is another day's work. Um Liam Rush, by all accounts, ended up on the edge of the square, and I think in the last game in the league um, uh, uh, as well. So, whether they're abandoning the idea of playing him centre back, or whether the who they're going to play there, um, that's been the thing about Dublin. They haven't really decided, you know, the spine of their team, and uh, you know, Crummy at centre forward and Rush at centre back or whatever. That's that's uh, going to decide a lot 
for for Dublin and uh, it's kind of disappointing that they haven't been a bit more settled Dublin themselves but I think Dublin will win it yeah uh, mm. you'd be, be expecting it on Ciarán then Sunday Central Stadium Watford and Clare how do you see that one going? Yeah, uh, this actually could be a right good game to be honest with you Clare now will obviously be buoyed by the win over us ourselves uh, but I love this Watford team I love the cut of them now the, uh, unfortunately I think three lads went off in the last league match so it'll depend on the seriousness of those injuries I mean if all three are okay I'd fancy Watford if all three are out you'd nearly be nodding towards Clare but I love the way Watford hurled they, they attack at speed and in numbers and Clare might struggle with that like they have an inexperienced no, John Connell plenty of experience but he's not an experienced centre back yeah, exactly. and I'm not so sure about Conor Cleary being a natural full back either I'd go with Watford in that one yeah and Nicky just finally big game for Kildare as well starting out against Carlo yeah absolutely now big game for them this is, this, is a, this is a real test for them now Carlo have started to get their mojo back uh, so I think um, it just Carlo might just have a little bit too much for them interesting first start in the Christie ring this year awfully after waltzing through the division are playing Sligo yeah, and mm-hmm. we have an eager Sligo uh, is, there, is there yeah, a, I that's why I'm saying <laughs> <it>. <laughs> <laughs> is there a, a second chance in that uh, in, in, in the, those championships uh, Carlo Kildare they're group games they're group games are they yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, that's where we'll leave it for tonight thanks to Pat Kieran and Nicky for joining me in studio as always thanks to